0: in my spirit to encourage you this evening and to make you aware of certain things in life which are important. You know, Jesus was a miracle worker. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Jesus was a miracle worker, but he was a realist. He, he 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 spoke the truth every time. And part of the truth that he spoke was revealing the makeup the spiritual infrastructure of the world to humanity as it was. And he did not lie or try and create a a facade about the world. And you realize that he, though he was entirely God, he dealt with the world as he found it. He didn't deal with the world as he wanted it to be. He engaged in this world as he found it. Remember, the Bible tells us that the world was made by him, but it knew him not. So his his dealings in the world were not according to how he would prefer. The world was not as he had intended for it to be. So he dealt with it as he found it. And that's really where one can draw strength from Jesus is in the fact that he was fully cognizant of how the world was. He was not in denial. He's God. He has all knowledge. But he was not in denial of how the world was. So he understood the harshness of this world. He understood the evil and wickedness of this world. He understood the perversity, the corruption the violence, the darkness that was pervasive in the world. He understood all of that. And he dealt and confronted the condition of his world as he found it. It is difficult for you to leave in the world with false ideals and ideologies. And I find that the majority of people live in the world with false ideals and ideologies and it affects how they function. It affects how they relate with the world because you you will always be shocked when the world responds to you in a way that you may not appreciate yet that's how the world is and i'll give you i'll give you several uh examples now so many people at are easily disappointed. They easily give up because they have false expectations about this world. And that is the problem. And you can never fully thrive and be victorious and overcome as long as you don't have a realist perspective of how the world fundamentally is. You can't. And you need to learn to deal and engage in the world as you find it, as it is, because the world is not going to conform to you. It will never, because it has never conformed to God. Since the beginning of the construction of the cosmos, The world has never, ever, ever been conformed to the ideals of God, which implies that this world will never, ever succumb to your expectations of it. So it will continue to be ruthless, it will continue to be harsh. It will continue to be hard. In saying that, that does not mean you are incapable of living, surviving, and thriving in this world. All it says is that you need to develop a proper understanding of what this world is like and how it is like to live in this world. You cannot build, you cannot sustain, and you cannot succeed in a world that you have no proper understanding of how it works, how it operates, and its nature. So many people are disappointed. In life, they are discouraged. In life, they are failing. They are failing at life, not because of life itself, but because of them. Their ideals and perspectives about this thing called life, about the world, are improper. So, they can't prepare themselves adequately to face the reality that is this life and that is in this world. I will repeat myself, to live successfully, to thrive and survive in this world, you require a proper understanding of what this world is and how it is like. Otherwise, you will fail and be disappointed whenever you encounter realities that this life gives you that are contrary to what you expected. The Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart ashamed or breaks the heart, hope deferred. So, you you should not misplace your expectations and hopes when coming to deal with this world and this life. I will read you from the book of St. John, chapter 16, verse 31. And Jesus answered them, do you now believe me? Indeed, the hour is coming. Yes, has now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone because the father is with me verse 33 these things i have spoken to you that in me you may have peace then he says in the world in the world in the world and i and and i like the the usage of 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 the, the word world, there is not aeon, but cosmos. It means the systems or the arrangements that exist within life. So it is the construct, the building of systems. So Jesus says, In the world, you will have tribulation. Now imagine 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 you, you you knew this from the time that you were born that as long as you are in this world you will encounter you will experience and you will face tribulation you are or y- your body is well prepared to absorb a punch that it knows it's coming. If, if you are fighting with somebody and you know a punch is coming, you are able to position yourself to expect that punch and it becomes less effective than it would have been when you were not prepared for it. So an expected punch is better received than an unexpected punch. Why? Because you're well prepared for it. You can prepare for it. It doesn't change the fact that the punch is coming. It only means that you, you can prepare yourself mentally and physically for it. Now, many people leave, they leave, they, they leave life as though there are no tribulations. Tribulations. Jesus says, in the world, you will have tribulation. The word is is, is is thiphils. It means pressure. That's what the Greek word there actually means. It means pressure. There are things in this world that will give you pressure. That will give you trouble that will give you affliction that will give you anguish it is the expectation that one must have if they live in this world now if you are you are you are well prepared or well informed about your, your, the existence and your participation, your experience of these things, when they come, in whatever shape or form, it should never, ever surprise you. Because tribulation, tribulation is what was promised you. tribulation is what was promised you so he says in the world you will have tribulation you will have pressure there will be pressuring situations pressuring circumstances pressuring eras pressuring pressuring moments Now, think about all the tribulations that you have went through. Think about them now. I want you to think about them now. You, you may not remember all of them, but, but think, about, think about those that come to mind and how you reacted and behaved when they happened. I can assure you, most of us reacted as though we never expected such to happen to us. And the experience was was painful, right? The experience might have been heartbreaking. The experience might have caused one to, to, to not see beyond what they were going through. Are you the same person that experienced that? Did you come out of it? You came out of it. But the only difference is that you did not come out of it or you may not have come out of that particular tribulation with the strength, with the character, with the resilience, with the fortitude, with the mindset to face others of that sort. That is what is behind failure in life. The incapability of handling tribulation well. That is what leads to failure. The Bible tells us If you read Romans chapter 5, the Bible says this. The Bible says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. We glory, we rejoice, we boast in tribulations. This is the, the attitude that is expected of one who is informed of the existence and the expectation of tribulation. He says, and we also glory, what does Jesus say? In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world that produces the tribulation. So Jesus is proof that the world is overcomable. He's proved that you can succeed. You can prosper. You can progress. You can come out a victor in this life with all its challenges, with all the tribulation, with all the pressure you are facing. Jesus proves to you that you can, you can, can. Come out of the predicament. You can come out of the tribulation. Not only come out, but come out better, come out stronger, come out more successful, come out wiser, come out with more humility, with more grace, with more favor. But here's a problem. The problem is that many of God's people, many people, not only do they not expect Tribulations, they don't want it. Yet you cannot succeed in this world if you do not learn how to not only face but overcome challenges, overcome tribulations. Jesus says in Revelation, seven times he says it. He that overcomes shall. He that overcomes shall. He that overcomes shall. Because the reward goes to them that overcome. Poverty is a tribulation. Losing someone is a tribulation. It it brings pressure. It's emotional pressure it brings. Spiritual pressure it brings. Sickness is a tribulation. It brings pressure. But he says, cheer up. In other words, these things should never change your attitude about life. Here in Romans, he says, We glory in tribulation. We boast. We rejoice. Not complain. Not cry. Not wallow. We glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces, tribulation produces perseverance. How long have you been? How long have you been poor? How long have you been sick? How long have you been unsuccessful? How long? That is a direct indicator, not only of your unwillingness, but of 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 the lack of the persevering production. The, tribulation, the tribulations you face were supposed to produce in you. Resilience. With some, the only outcome from their tribulations is bitterness, is anger, is discontentment. Yet, 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 tribulation has a work and the work is to produce perseverance and then he says perseverance character. Perseverance character. I will tell you what produces success in life. What produces wealth in life. What produces health in life. What produces glory in life is character. Is character. And character is forged in the cauldrons of tribulation. In the cauldrons of trying times. Of trying situations. That's when true character is formed. Now why am I telling you this, my brothers and my sisters? I'm telling you this because the world is getting much harder. It's becoming a much tougher place to live in. A vast majority of the world population is merely surviving, living from paycheck to paycheck. The vast majority of the population. Cannot withstand the pressures. The economic pressures. The social pressures. The political pressures. And slowly but surely they are crumbling because they did not read. They did not accept. They did not believe. They thought that the world owes them something. The world must give them something. Life must do something for you. No. Life don't work that way. And so what happens with many people is that their lives and themselves don't grow at the pace at which everything else in the world is increasing. So the spread, the gap between where the world is and where they are is so vast, so scary, that they end up just giving up. I wanna read you something, I wanna show you something, I don't wanna read you something. I want to show you something. I want to show you something, God's people. Can you see that thing I showed you now? Can you see it? Can you see that graph I showed you now? This is a graph that represents the value of the rand against the dollar. And all you see here in this graph is a representation of the interaction between the dollar, rand, exchange rate. Now, this point here that you see, this point here, that you see, is the highest point or the highest rate that the rand has ever been against the dollar. And if you look left, you will see that the highest the dollar has ever traded against the rand was 19 rands to the dollar. That means one dollar buys 19 rands. And this high was created on the 20th of April, 2020. Now, since the emergence of the dollar against the rand, you can see that there was a time in 1993 when one dollar bought two rands, where the dollar was, I mean, the rand was strong. And then we got to 2001, where one dollar bought 12 rands. We got to 2016, where one dollar brought 16 rands. And then we got to a place in 2000 and. Twenty where $1 bought 19 rands. Now, my brothers and my sisters, we've gotten to a point where the currency of our country has never gotten to against the dollar. And we found ourselves having to buy $1 with 20 rands. Now, I want to tell you, I want to assure you that because I want to explain to you what that means for you and me today and into the future. South Africa is a net exporter of minerals, of, of gold and, and diamonds. It's a net exporter of that. But South Africa imports most of its goods and the trade is done in dollars. One dollar buys 20 rands. That means that the value of your country against other countries or particularly the dollar is weak. That you will need more rands to buy fewer dollars. Which means that everything that we are buying and are going to buy going forward must be multiplied by 20 rands. That's if you use the conversion rate. Which means that life will be more expensive for South Africans. For you and for me life will be more expensive that means life will be much more harder because every company does not care about does not care about employees it cares about the bottom line every company cares about its bottom line and if they have to pay more for your services they will rather get rid of you at the expense of maintaining their margin, their profit. Which means that many people will not have work. So Prices go high. Things become expensive. The standard of living becomes expensive. Unemployment skyrockets. Now, have you grown your life, your earning capacity, your skills set, and skill value, because you may have skills and they may not be valuable to the marketplace. Have you grown your life to meet up with the rise of the standard of living. Your excuse may be you don't have a degree. It was cheaper in 2018, four years ago, five years ago, to get a degree. much harder now but at all these cross points in 2022 in 28 in 2016 at all these cross points when things got hard when things got tougher did you become tougher or did you grow weaker because growing weaker will never be able To help you or give you any platform to stand on when things get tougher. And that's how many people live. They live in reverse. Instead of being stronger, instead of being tougher, instead of growing more resilient, they grow more weaker. They grow more despondent, thinking that their despondency and they becoming weaker will change the situation. But it will never. The only thing that changes the situation is if you rise to meet whatever standard the Bible tells us. That when the enemy rises like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Because the standard must always be raised. If you don't raise the standard, life will continue to rise. The world will continue to be harder and you will say that life is unfair. God is unfair. God doesn't love you. Whereas you have not grown at the pace at which it was required in order for you to meet the demands of the day. Because in the world, you will have tribulation. In the world, you will have tribulation. If you don't improve, if you don't grow, you will continue to trust God and wonder why things don't change. Even in in the spirit, the Bible tells us, grow in grace. GROW! Can I read you something? Um, first, Thessalonians chapter 5. I will tell you something. The only insurance that's important in this life is being wealthy, is being healthy. Without this insurance, I'm not, I'm not talking about car insurances, all those things. The, the thing that can resolve that, that can negate your need for that is being wealthy and is being healthy. You cannot face life. You you cannot face life. Without having secured these two things. I want to read you something. Verse twenty three, Chapter five, First Thessalonians. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means as as far as the scripture is concerned, the entirety of your person is tripartite your spirit your soul and your body that means all these three elements and dimensions of your person are vital not only in relating to god but in functioning In life, and you cannot substitute or you cannot undermine the essentiality of one over the other. A farmer must still do what is in his control if he's going to have any chance of a harvest. And then he's got to have faith in the natural processes of life that he will have the help that he need in order for his crop to grow. In other words, in other words, if, 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 the, if, if the natural processes of life are uh, operational, but he is not doing his part. It does not matter how good the rain is. That rain will be useless. Because in order for the farmer to have a harvest, the farmer must cultivate his ground. The farmer needs to ensure that that soil is good enough. To bring forth a crop and then he must proceed to plant seed. It does not matter if the rain comes. If he has not planted the seed. If he has not cultivated the ground. He must still do what is necessary. He can pray, oh God give me rain. Oh God, bless my crop. But even if the rain will come, the rain will be useless. And that's why many people can't see what God's blessings are doing in their lives because God's blessings come, but there's nothing to produce. Do you know why? Do you know why? It's it's undermining the role and, mis- and, and this is based on misguidance, superfluousness that exists in Christianity. And hence we have a misguided approach to God. God is not going to do anything more than he has to. And Christians are like farmers, praying for rain to come. But their grounds are fallow. Their grounds are hard. And there's no seed that's been planted in the ground. But rain is being prayed for diligently. The Bible says, if you read Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says, God did not send rain because there was no man to till the ground. Because rain follows the man. The blessing follows the man. It follows the activity, the actions of the man. This world, this world is ruthless, is harsh and is hard. But do, 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 do you know what's, what's, what's the amazing thing? That there are people that are thriving in this very same world. Because God, God, God makes the sun rise to the just and the unjust, He brings down rain to the righteous and the unrighteous. He makes no difference. Is what the righteous do, is what the unrighteous do. Stop sitting at the sidelines of life and expecting that things will be better. Because you are a good person. The things will be better because you live right. You can live right and be broke, unhealthy, suffering, despondent. Because living right is not all there is to succeeding in life. It is the foundation. But it is not all there is. So, Jesus says, in the world you will have tribulation. Why are others succeeding and you are not? Why are others healthy and you are not? It's not that life is, or the scales of life are lopsided against you. No, it's because you have not risen to meet the standard because this life in order to overcome it requires that you be a certain kind of person you cannot be the same person you are 20 years ago and expect a different outcome today what what you will get today is what you will what what you got 20 years ago we fall and not rise to who we are, we fall to who we are. We are we are pulled, we will always gravitate, we will always experience, we will always have, we will always achieve who we are, not who we want to be, and there's a there's there's a need. There's, there's a need in our generation to, to 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 let go and throw aside superfluity. That graph is a representation. You, you see, it, it the, the graph is using the the, the United States dollar as as the code so it's looking up in 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 reality this graph looks like this it looks like this this is a reflection of how many people's lives are falling the tougher things become the tougher things get That is how much and how many people, think about how many people, people's lives are going down, are going down, are going down. Because the strength inbuilt that is supposed to aid us in times of trials and tribulations is forfeited because of the false hopes, the false expectations we have had about life. Mzalwan, life is hard. It was hard when you were born. It is much harder now. And it's not about to be any less harder. You need to build the character that is required to face life. You need to. Otherwise, you're going to crumble. As Christian as you are, as holy as you are, as a lover of God as you are, you are going to crumble. Because it's not readers of the Bible that make it in this life. It's doers of the word because life is life is meant to be practicable i mean practicable life is meant to be lived it is not theoretical it is practical it is practical You succeed spiritually in tough times. You must succeed physically and materially in this world in tough times. But unfortunately, the vast majority of the population sink with the ship when things go bad. Be of good cheer. Because I have overcome the world. And because I have overcome the world, you too can overcome this world. In other words, you can get into any system and overcome it. And not be under its oppression. And not be at the helm, at the mercy. But overcome it. But to overcome it, it takes resilience. It takes perseverance. The, 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 the Greek word therefore, it's, it's it's mitochondria. It takes a lot of perseverance. It takes a lot of resilience. A lot of tenacity. You can't make it in this world weak. You can't. And God gave you time. Time is all you have. Time. Time. When, when you were born in this world, the wealth God, the, 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 the biggest asset God gave you was time. It was time. And all the internal resources that were invested in you by God, your mind, your legs, thank God for your hands, your eyes, your mouth, your ears, and time, and time. Why are there so many sick people in the world? Why are there so many poor people in the world? Why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because they are not strong enough. They are not strong enough. What are you going to do when things become worse than they are? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? The Bible says some trust in chariots. Some trust in their horses. But we will trust in the name of the lord if david didn't kill the lion god was not going to kill it if david didn't kill goliath god was not going to kill goliath if moses didn't build noah didn't build the ark moses noah was not going to survive the flood we keep having expectations that God is going to do something for us and we're not going to do anything. It's just going to happen. And all our misguided ideologies that have been passed down to us by religion by false philosophies are the reason why many of us are such living under the standard and the intentions of God for our lives. You don't need to be a failure. You don't need to keep failing in life. You don't need not to be a success. You don't need to be poor. You don't need to be sick. You don't need to be suffering and afflicted and disadvantaged. You don't need any of those things. But they keep happening. Because God is telling you, overcome. Overcome your deficiencies. Overcome your obstacles. Overcome your limitations. Overcome the tribulations. Overcome the trials. Overcome. If you don't overcome, nothing will change. Overcome. Overcome. Overcome because you are not that you're not special. What is happening to you you're not the only person in the world that it's happening to. you're not even the only person in the world that it has ever happened to. There is nothing new, my brother, my sister, there is nothing new under the sun. there is nothing new under the sun. What has happened will happen. I don't be those whose soul draw back to perdition. Don't be those who regress. When things get hard, when things get rough, when thing, when the pressures of life become seem insurmountable. Don't, don't buckle up in a corner somewhere and pray that, that mercy... May, no... Overcome Overcome Do you know Why the Bible And why the word of God Tells us to pray Do you know why Do you know why the Bible tells us to pray Is not to make you feel good. Is not to give you spiritual credits. That <laughs> your spiritual credits have reached a certain limit. Now you you know. It, 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 the, the the reason why the scriptures tells us to pray is so that we can face life. Prayer is assistance in facing life. Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. The Bible tells us he prayed. It was his custom to pray. But study his prayer life. It was not a make me feel good session. He prayed so that he can be prepared for life. Prepare for the adversities of life. Prepare for the challenges of life. Is any man afflicted, let him pray. Let him pray is to draw strength from God's strength. Not to sit there and feel like, yeah, I've prayed, I feel good. No, no, no. It's to pray so that you can face what life has to offer you. But today, you, you look around Christian circles and prayer, prayer is about, prayer is about, you know, spiritual sensations, spiritual ecstasy, make me feel good. And no wonder, those who pray for that purpose, most of them, their life are a mess. They are like the Pharisees, hypocrites. They are misusing the resource of prayer. Why pray if God will not answer? Why pray if God will not guide? Why pray if God will not lead? Why pray if God will not strengthen? Why pray? Why pray? in the world you will have tribulation in the world you will have tribulation you me and everyone else but be of good cheer. Rejoice. He's telling you, this world, this world is tameable. This world is overcomable. You can live above it all. You can live above the inflation. You can live above the fair minds. You can live above the pestilence, the diseases. You can live above it all. You can live above it all, but you have to overcome. You have to, if you don't, how will you taste the riches, the blessings, the beautitudes of God? If you never learn. how to overcome, how to fight through, how to fight through things, how to get through troubles, how to get through challenges, get through them. Get through them. Fight through them. And overcome. Because in heaven... You be weighed by the badges, not of reward, but of of overcoming you have done. That is the boast of spirits. Whatever it is you are going through, my brother, my sister. Whatever it is you are facing is nothing new and there are still more to come. You might as well learn with this that you are going through now, learn to overcome. Learn. Learn to take the blows that life gives you. Learn it. It won't kill you. Learn it. And you succeed in life. That is the template. The template of success lies in one's ability to overcome their challenges, their weaknesses, to overcome their limitations, to go beyond where they thought they never could before. That's where success is. It's not in comfort. It's not in comfort. It does not exist in comfort. It's in hardship. When you feel it, when you are in the heat, when you are, when you are in that situation, you feel it. You are scared as hell and you are trying to master faith. You are trying to master confidence and everything around is pressurizing you and you can feel it and you say, I will not bow. I will not buckle. That's when you begin to realize that you can draw strength that is more powerful than any demon can master. It's the peace. He says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. The world is full of weak people, it's full of weak people, weak spiritually. Weak emotionally, weak physically and it's continuing to produce weak people because people do not want to face the challenge of overcoming. If you don't overcome, you will never learn. And if you don't learn, you will never succeed. This life is hard. It is hard. It is hard. And the sooner you get rid of the delusion and the illusion the sooner you'll be freed, the sooner you'll tap into God's strength and understand God's vision, God's intention with your life. Because God is not afraid of bringing you into the fire. He's not afraid it does not bother him. Only when humans learn the art of conquering. Because every successful person, every wealthy person, every person who has seemed to have made it into the upper echelons of life, I'll tell you one thing, they have one thing in common, they conquered something, they overcame, whether it was their industry, whether it was the field in which they are in, they conquered. If you don't conquer, you'll always be among the messes, you'll always be among the messes. If you don't learn to overcome, you'll always be among the messes. Because life is the way it is. The world is the way it is. You can't do nothing about it except change you. Except configure your mind to deal with the world and overcome the world as it is. Because Noah, you must build the ark in the midst of violence, in the midst of the corruption, in the midst of the perversity in the world. You must build your ark. The world is not going to pause while you are building. No, it's going to continue. But you must build. You're waiting for conditions to change. The Bible says they, they, oh my God, let's read it. Ecclesiastes. 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 Verse 4. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. He who observes the wind will not sow. It's cold tonight. I will not go to the gym. I, I, uh, I, uh, 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 things are not, I will not, I will not study. I, I, the, the times are, are hard. I will not go look for work. I, I, uh. he who observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. Until the doctor tells you, you've got kidney failure. Until the doctor tells you, you've got high blood. Until the doctor tells you, until they tell you that, you will not do anything. Until something develops that is an inconvenience to your life and your lifestyle. Oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. Oh God, but where was God? And where were you when the time to sow the right principles, the right habits to prepare, to sow? No, you, no, I want the wind to subside. My my season will come. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. Waiting for the conditions to suit you. They will never suit you. The conditions will never suit you. They will never suit you. I'll write my my exam. I'll go back to school when I'm. I'll I'll do this when I'm. I'll start a business when I'm. I'll I'll do this when I, when the conditions are right. When the conditions are right, I will. They will never be right. That means the time to do the right thing for your life, for your future is now, is today. It's not tomorrow, it's now, it's today. Because if you wait for tomorrow, you will wait for the next day and you will wait for the next day and you will not sow. And guess what? You will not reap. Live your life. Live your life. Live your you know, people people like boasting about other people's life, other people's successes, other people's progress, other people's victories. Your life. Live your life. And overcome. Stop making excuses for your failures. Grow. Rise to the standards of of the day. Overcome. Overcome. And bring glory to God. And bring glory to God. David was a warring man. Did he not worship God? Did not spend days and hours in the presence of God? But he was a warring man. He fought. He fought. But today religion, Christianity... Pentecostalism and, and, and Charismatics and, and, and all this modern Christianity wants to tell you that all you need is to praise God only. All you need is to pray only. Yet David said, I praise my God he had, he, he had taught my, my hands to make war. My fingers to break the ball. Life. Life. Is about overcoming. Overcoming the tribulations that are brought before you. And you will get them until you leave this earth. Stop making justifications and excuses. Take responsibility. Take responsibility. This is your life. It's your life and you won't have any other one. There's no in- reincarnation. This is you have one shot at life. Understand this. Understand this. You have one shot. One shot at life. You have one shot at life. Don't blow it. Because you'll have you'll have an entire eternity to reflect. And the pain of eternity is regret. Just like is the pain of old age is regret. I wish I had done this. 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 I I had done this. Avoid those things and start now. Live a meaningful life. Live a life that's worth something. Live a life that's worth being happy and proud about. That you can say, Lord, I have given you glory with my life. I have given you glory with my life. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have pressures. It's not sympathy you need. It's a strength to overcome. And that's why we pray. That's why we seek after God. Because we know our strength alone is not enough to contend with the challenges of life. Because there are things and forces that are beyond our control, things that we cannot control, that, that need the intervention of God. So we pray that God help guide our way. So when the storm comes, we can stand. When the challenges of life comes, we can overcome. That's why, that's why we engage in activities of this sort. Not to tell your friends, I, I prayed, I prayed 18 hours. I prayed to, for what? If you pray 20 hours, but you can't overcome a challenge, a sin, a weakness, you can't overcome a problem. When problem comes, you crumble under the weight. Because we have developed the mentality of, 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 of Christianity or music albums and, and weakness, weakness. Whenever you feel low and 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 you feel overwhelmed, you 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 think you think playing playing in an, an album will change the circumstance, because you wanna feel good. You're not here to feel good. You're here to get the job done. You're here to get the job at life done, not to feel good. Who cares if you feel good? Feeling good doesn't change anything. Because we've let our emotions take over our lives. How we feel today is more important than getting things done. How we feel today is more important than accomplishing things. How we feel. You will rather settle with how you feel than being successful. You rather settle for how you feel than, than, than progressing through life. You you rather feel you rather settle with the feeling, the feeling. And that's why you marry people because of feelings. But they can't provide, they can't put put food on the table. They can't provide, they can't provide a roof because you're married for feelings. They die, they leave you with nothing. It's feelings you're married for. As long as they make me feel good. The world where feelings have taken over, taken over reason. Today, you give reason. You, you, reason, reason has lost its place. It's feeling that must be understood. Feeling that must be embraced, not reason. Live like that, my brother, my sister. Your entire life will be full. You, you, you'll be crying. Your way into heaven. You'll be crying your way. You will never enjoy this life on earth. You will never enjoy it. Why? Because you want to feel. That is that is that is the deepest root in failure. Be of good cheer, because I've overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Go and overcome. That's the only way you'll have true joy. That's the only way you'll have true peace. That is the only way you can have true success, true fulfillment in life. Go and overcome. Father, we thank you that you give us your word to train us to correct us, to free us from the strongholds that have kept us back, the shackles of false hopes and expectations and ideologies that have kept us from living life fully That has kept us from living a fulfilled and meaningful life. Precious Lord, thank you. For enlightening our darkness. Helping us to see what we need to see. Know what we need to know, understand what we need to understand. That we may be better equipped at living and operating in this world. With your peace and all the resources that you have given us through your spirit. We can overcome. Only if we determine. Only if we learn. to function as we should, to function as we, we intended. The scripture says, we have of God, little children, and you've overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And so, so we believe. May the greater one in us help us rise. To meet the raisings of the standards of the enemy. That we may not be surmounted. That we may not be drowned. That we may not be overcome. By fear. By the dread of the times. But oh God that we may. Be empowered. Strengthened. To lead in triumphant processions. For God leads us, leads us into processions of victory. That's what your word says. I pray, I pray for every child of God. Let the light dawn in their hearts. that they may rise and gird their loins to meet the demands of the day, to meet the demands of the times. To face the challenges of this world, the challenges of life head on and stop running and stop hiding. But to come out of their slumber, of their hiding and rise up like the giants they are. Go and conquer in the name of Jehovah. Go and conquer the mountains. Of business, of study. Of entertainment, fields oh God, of technology. Let them go and conquer those mountains. For you have sent us out into the world. You have sent us out into the world. But we're hiding behind our pulpits. We're hiding in our pews. And the testimony of God is not heard in the marketplaces. But oh God raise up a new generation of men. A new generation of women. Anointed by the spirit of David. That will go out. Like a mighty lion And roar. Before the Goliaths. that undermine and threaten the name of Jehovah in the city, in the land, and in the nations, O God. And grace us with the vigor even as the Apostle Paul prayed that according to the riches of your glory, that we may be strengthened with might in the inner man. We may be strengthened with might in the inner man. We may be strengthened with might in the inner man to go and face life, to go and live the life that you came to give us. And that we give you glory, Master. And we give you glory. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters, that you receive glory from our lives, that you receive glory, O God, that whatever we do in word and in deed, we all do to the glory of God, whether we eat or not, whether we sit or stand, let it be to the glory of God. For you do not anoint idle minds, idle hands, you do not anoint my God. But you bless the hands that work, you bless the mind that work. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, that by the power of the Spirit of God, you may stir in our minds, you may stir in our hearts, like you stirred the spirit of Cyprus, like you stirred the spirit of the people of God to work. You stirred their spirits to go and rebuild. To stir as you did the spirit of, yes, my God, Nehemiah, to go and rebuild. Who went forth with one hand plowing and building, with another hand carrying the sword to fight and win off the enemies of God who seek to contend and resist the success of the work of God. But I pray, my God, that you will raise up such men who will not only to will not only rise to pray, but to rise and pray and go and fight and go and work. Because everybody, Lord, wants to be on the mountain and raise their hands like Moses. But oh God, who will go down like Joshua and fight Amalek. Who will go down, my God, like David and fight the Philistines. Who will go, my father, my God, like Moses and fight Og and Agag. Who will go, my father and do such a work my Lord open our minds deliver us from ignorance false reasonings and strongholds that threaten our success threaten our progress But let them be brought to the obedience of Christ. Even as we come under his obedience. We call for your help. Help us. Help us. Help us. Learn. Train. overcome to overcome the challenges the tribulations the predicaments that lie before us in our homes in our households in our careers in our finances in our marriages in our yes Lord in our businesses in our nation in our society in our community help us learn how to overcome All to the glory of God. All to the glory of God. Hallelujah. May God help us all. Be of good cheer. For I have overcome this world. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. See you on Sunday and next week Monday for week three, phase three of our summit. Hope you're blessed. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. God bless you. Good night.